0: We've been preaching about Jesus For the last two months I know that might sound odd Since we are a Jesus believing church But specifically Preaching Jesus Christ From a doctrinal position Uh With emphasis on helping Our congregants To be disciples Who are unashamed to say what the Bible says about Jesus to someone who does not believe. Amen. We can tell each other about Jesus all day long. But there is a sin-filled world that surrounds us in our daily life. People we know who are lost. Who are unsure about Christ. sermon, but preach one. Amen. Amen. So I seek today to preach about the doctrine of atonement. I'll, I'll say this, and each of us, though you well may or may not choose to go to seminary or to participate in the Union District COP program, Or even to be a teacher within this congregation. You might not ever do that. But you as a Christian. Ought live your life. As one. Who is capable of teaching someone else. About the Jesus you believe in. You should know. That. The Bible is filled with doctrines that pertain to God. But there is one doctrine, on. uh, or rather uh, a list of doctrines that ought matter to each of us who are saved. And I'll give you a list of these doctrines. The doctrine... Of atonement which we preach today. The doctrine of salvation. Doctrine of sanctification. The doctrine of justification. The doctrine of purification. And there is one more that was left off the clip. You can write it down. The doctrine of regeneration. Regeneration. Understanding these doctrines and these words may intimidate you, uh, and sadly, it is the fault of the culture of the black church that we replace what are doctrinal truths with testimonials that we've made Bible. So we know more about what Jesus does tangibly and what he does uh, with regards to uh, our own sensibilities and enjoyment. So we say things that are culturally correct and biblically correct. We say things like he's bread when we're hungry. Well. Jesus said he is the bread of life. Amen and if we were to eat of his bread we would never go hungry he, he is water when we are thirsty he is the water of life if we were to drink of him we will never go thirsty again there are other axiomatic phrases we say that huh? that move our emotions but when it comes to doctrine often we are silent all right all right, all right. so then i see to practice this responsibility in preaching To help this congregation I, I can't help if no one else knows All right, but This congregation Ought to know Who Jesus is And the doctrines that describe His person Personality and his Purpose And we begin today With atonement What, what is atonement? Atonement simply says this it says that Jesus Christ paid the sin debt of mankind by his death All right. God then is satisfied with the death of Jesus Christ and views anyone who is in Christ as debt free to God All right. All right. that in a nutshell friends is what atonement is it is the penal satisfaction of God that that punishment was warranted because sin was committed, price had to be paid and instead of putting those who sinned in position to pay he put himself in position and paid it this phrase is, is said that, that the wrath of God Was satisfied by God Himself yeah.
1: All right.
0: The very concept You can write this scripture down Of atonement We see in scriptures like uh, Leviticus chapter 4 If you were to read uh, Leviticus chapter 4 You would see that uh, The children of Israel The, the Hebrews, the Jews The Jews uh, they were disposed with the act of making sacrifices for sin. Right. So you'll read in Leviticus chapter 4 that there were a litany list of sins that required a specific kind of sacrifice. No. And the animal might have been different, but the method was the same. All right particularly when it came to bringing these bullocks and these uh, bulls and uh, sheep to uh, sacrifice. What would happen is uh, they would sacrifice a bull and that bull had to be raised for the purpose of sacrifices and they would uh, butcher the bull at the doorsteps of the temple, at the doorsteps of the tabernacle and They would uh, uh, slice him open, they would take off his hide, and they would get all of the fat off of him, right? Blood then would be sprinkled, and as blood was sprinkled, it would also be put in a place where it was burned. The whole sacrifice then would be taken to an off-site location to be set ablaze, when the people smelled the sacrifice it was symbolic of God receiving the sacrifice thusly their sins being forgiven but when you read about the Bible you see in the Old Testament that God got fed up with these kinds of sacrifices. David, even when he repented of his sin with Bathsheba, he even says himself to God that that he would sacrifice bullocks and lambs to God for forgiveness if God would receive it. But he knew even then that God required more than the sacrifices of animals. Jesus is the ultimate atonement for sin. All right. Say it again Jesus is the ultimate And only Atonement for Sin yeah. There is no making penance There is No philanthropy You know giving money To cover what you did All right. We Can't Cover our Sins to substantiate the satisfaction of God. All right. Jesus is the only sacrifice well, yeah. that satisfies God. Well, yeah. And when we believe on Jesus by faith and confess Him as our Savior, here it is Jesus and God justify us we are justified in him a doctrine that we'll talk about later but we are justified because the sin we owe has already been paid in Jesus and if you are saved you ought to be grateful and glad you ought to be thankful today that the
1: debt
0: has already been paid Hallelujah yeah. 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 Hallelujah. Two points First thing I want to ask In this address here in this text is How Jesus Pays the debt yeah. All right. Look All right. at the text Look at the text Verse 21 The A clause says this For he Hath made him To be sin for Us Jesus, in order to pay the debt, mm-hmm. Jesus became sin. All right. Man. right. I, I need you to get that. He Amen. he became sin. Watch this. All right. And Paul says it. He didn't sin. Right. Alright. Right. Right. That's right. Jesus was not a sinner. He was not condemned to die on Calvary. Because of sins he committed. But he is presented on Calvary because he on Calvary became sin. So he didn't become an alcoholic on Calvary. He became alcoholism. a drug addict he became addiction he became what sin is bore it on himself we know that he became sin because Jesus said Eloi Eloi sabachthani on the cross my God my God why hast thou forsaken me the record is God couldn't look at Jesus while he was on the cross because God hates sin right. and he hated sin so much that he couldn't even look at it when it was on the shoulders of his own son he, he became sin he became sin amen Jesus becoming sin shows us that he became uh, the opposite of what he was to give us the opposite of what we deserve. Alright. Please get this. Jesus became sin. Well, and this is because of the preemptive will of God. Come on. Jesus. Becoming sin Uh is not a statement of response.
1: Well,
0: Jesus is not God's response to our sin nature, Uh but he is the resource of atonement. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, When you look in uh, Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3, uh, Adam and Eve are kicked out of the garden. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, from that moment, God begins to preparation time to reveal what His ultimate purposes is. And it's easy if you look at Genesis to assume that uh, Jesus ultimately, after the Gospels show His life, is presented as a response to what Adam and Eve did. But right. that's not so. All right. Jesus was predestined to die for the sins of the world before human beings even existed. Uh, I I know the Bible is right. If you were to read uh, Revelation chapter 13 and uh, read that chapter, you would see that it, it, it describes. The horror that will occur for those who have not believed upon Jesus Christ. And when you get to around verse 8, it talks about how everyone's going to have to eventually worship him, even those whose names were not written they'll worship him not out of volunteerism but out of regret because their names are not written in and they heard the gospel but did not respond to this lamb who is described in Revelation 13 is eight as being the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. Amen. Amen. Here it is God loved us so much that before he made us it was predetermined by him that he would pay the total and full price so that humanity had an opportunity to be in God for an eternity. He knew that when he made us, we would mess it all up. And so he predetermined that I won't mess, I won't let them mess up what I start. I'll give them away so that they are sealed in me. Eternally, and that way will be recognized, realized, and received through the death of a perfect, unblemished, yeah. unflawed right. lamb. All right. All
1: right.
0: This is Jesus. Why he, he came, sin is how he did it. Oh Lord, but why? Did Jesus do it? Why did oh. Jesus pay this debt? Say that. Say that. Here it is. Jesus became sin. Alright. So we would become righteous in him.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That word, uh, when you when you look when you look in uh verse 21, read, look at verse 21. It says in the B clause that we might be made that word might be made if you look at it in the Greek language those three, wo- those three words in the KJV are really one word in the Greek language and that Greek word connotes to ultimately become to ultimately live up to to ultimately be it's, it's the idea that Jesus became sin so that those who were born in sin would ultimately be righteous. And that righteousness would occur only if they were in Jesus. So for Jesus to make us righteous, he had to become not How we were, but what we were, so that we could then relate to him and ultimately have fellowship with him. He becomes sin so that we can receive him, and when we receive him, we don't receive sins anymore because he's destroyed the penalty of sin. Instead, we become what he is, righteous. Good man, good. There's another way to explain that. Right. it be a little long way. So, so let's hear it another way. Uh, I've got a car. Come on. You don't have a car. Right. You want to go where I'm going. And the only way for you to go where I'm going is to receive my invitation for you to ride with me. Right. And when you come to my car, it's unlocked. I open the door. I say, have a seat close the door, I walk around the other side and I drive us to where I'm going because you said you wanted to go where I'm going that's what Jesus has done he has given us a free ride to go with him where he's going all we have to do is accept his invitation to go with him. We don't have to pay the gas money. We don't have to get the tires rotated. We don't have to get the oil changed. We we don't have to do anything. He owns the car. He knows where he's going. He's taking care of the ride. It will get us from point A to point B. All we have. To get in the passenger seat and ride with him where he wants to take us when you pull up it won't be said jesus got a nice car all right
1: all right come
0: on come on fix it'll be said y'all because whatever is Jesus's is also
1: Lord have mercy and when I am in him whatever
0: he has
1: we also have
0: I'm going to tell you why you ain't excited about that you got excited about that because you don't know what he has you don't know what he has you can't get excited about what you also have because what you also have is attached to your understanding of what he has he became he he became sin so that we would be righteous I know that 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 is a a, a lofty claim it is a lofty claim but that friends is of gospel that we preach Amen. Paul understood that when he had arrived in Greece Oh yeah. and in Acts chapter 17 once he got, arrives there he's waiting for Silas and Timothy and while he's waiting he gets an opportunity to chill and to look around at his environment oh, and no. he becomes distressed and despondent about what he sees because Greece had a lot of gods alright And so he decides he's gonna go to preach. And when he went to preach, he went where everyone was. And he even brings it up in Acts 17 that y'all have a whole lot of gods. Y'all even have altars for gods that you don't even know exist. And he talked about this particular table called the table of the unknown God. And, And Paul begins to talk about the gospel and begins to talk about the doctrines of the resurrection of the dead. And in the midst of him preaching about Jesus, he he literally says these words that that whether you know God or not, it's been said by your poets and you believe it and it's a scriptural tent that it is in him that we live, we move, and we have been. It's this very idea that we are not only the righteousness of God because we are in Christ. But every avenue in which you are blessed is directly correlated and connected to your connectedness to Jesus Christ. You're blessed physically because you know Jesus. You are blessed mentally because you know Jesus. You are blessed financially because you know Jesus. but you can still walk on it because you know gee, it is in him that we live, move, have our being.
1: So he died
0: so that we would become the righteousness of God. And here's the scaling indictment about this truth. We can't become righteous to God's standard, without Jesus, there is nothing we can do to obtain or maintain the righteousness of God. All right. Well. Amen. His righteousness is given and received, not worked for and produced. Please my religious members Please listen to
1: me Those of you Who
0: think God needs your help To keep you eternally Justified before him The reason God Had a preemptive plan To help us escape Eternal damnation Is because he knew That we would have the propensity to mess up everything he created. That's not just the tangible things that we can see, but also the intangible things. God in the Old Testament begins to introduce this this concept and idea of mankind relating to Him as His creation, and He chooses a man by the name of Abraham. When his name was Abram, told him, "You're gonna be the father of many nations. You you're gonna have so many descendants that the star." Keep record and count of them. And then told him, You're going to have a son, and that son's going to be the one who produces the seeds that help to secure this promise to you. And he got old, and the God that chose him was the same God his wife Sarah laughed
1: at. Oh, yeah. Right. That's right.
0: Then they proceeded to put a plan together. A plan that has corrupted the religious world that we live in to this day I know that's on a much more ancient level but think about your own life every time you try to put your ology on theology you mess up theology or rather your understanding of theology so you believe that you can help God help you?
1: Amen. All right.
0: God needs your help. God needs your direction. But we can't help God because our righteousness before Him is a filthy rag.
1: All right.
0: When He seeks to give us. What he wants us to have. It's ours to receive what he wants to give. Oh Lord.
1: I'm
0: closing. Believe it or not, I'm done. Close my Bible to prove that. But some of us don't know how to have a good time. We stress ourselves out with what our involvement should be so much that when somebody tries to do something for us, we ruin it by trying to be in charge of it. We do, we do. Someone says to you, I wanna take you out. And you say, okay, I wanna go. And the closer you get to the date, you start asking questions. Where are we going? How much money do I need? Who gonna be there? How long we gonna be there? Uh, 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 is anybody else going with us? You ain't paying nothing. All you gotta do is be ready when the car pulls in the driveway. For that, but we come to church every Sunday. Come to church, and the car is running, and we get in the way of what God wants to give us that we ain't even gotta pay for. Be sealed and see the power of God. Stop putting your hands on something that your hands will corrupt and just learn how to say, God, I receive it. Because he paid the price for you to receive it. It didn't cost you nothing. It didn't cost you nothing. It didn't cost you nothing. But the one who paid the price, it cost them everything. My time and schedule had to be adjusted. My energy had to go into planning our evening. My time went into it. Therefore, instead of being picky about what we do, just thank God that somebody wants to do something with you. Come here, Jesus. Jesus, through 42 generations. Lamb destined to die. Oh.
1: To say something.
0: He needed me to act a certain way. He needed me to be this kind of a religious person. But the most- Kept on falling. Now, I ain't talking to your neighbor here. I'm talking to somebody here. The more you tried to break, the more you tried to do right, you found yourself to be a repeated offender over and over
1: Jesus, he keeps on showing me that i already paid the debt. Is there anybody here who can thank God that Jesus, he saved your soul? You ain't got to worry about today bringing a sacrifice in here to make up for God. Jesus paid it all. And all to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain, but she lost